Welcome to the Struggling Pastors Podcast, real conversations about ministry and life with Israel Gomez and Tian Doan. This is a recording of a real conversation between two friends who just happen to be struggling pastors. Israel, how you doing? Good, man. I'm doing well. How about yourself? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Uh, you ready for um, uh, the topic of today? We're going to finish up our advice for struggling pastors. This is part seven. You ready for it? I'm ready. Let's do it. What do you so got? The, yeah, this this uh, number seven of our series, um, what we've been doing is talking about the top seven advice that, that uh, I would give to either a new pastor or a struggling pastor. And this is number seven is the last one. It is um, be uh, watch out for spiritual warfare. Be ready for spiritual warfare. Um, as you are starting out in ministry, um, you got to realize that that a spiritual warfare is real. And if, if the, you know, if the stuff that we read in the Bible is true and our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against the, the, the spiritual forces of, of this present darkness of, you know, the, the, the demons and, you know, the world, the flesh and the devil, if those, if that's our real enemy, then we're in a spiritual warfare. It's not just about budgets and planning your service and preaching and, 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 you know, getting your board um, organized that you're also in a spiritual battle. So I, I want to remind pastors, like be ready for spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts. Um, well, man, I, I would just reiterate what you were just saying. I mean, I'm reminded of Ephesians, I think you kind of you highlighted. I mean, just about the, the armor of God because of the battle that we're in. I mean, I, I thought of uh, Ephesians six, and I actually brought it up here. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to to stand against the schemes of the devil. Uh, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. So, man, my thoughts. Um, hey, it 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 is real, and I think I have uh, been awakened at how real it is by being in vocational ministry. And it's not that it wasn't real when I wasn't in vocational ministry; it was just as ever present, right? You know, the 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 flame, the the darts of the the flaming darts of the evil one are real. And they're hot, and they can. They're not meant to give you a scratch. They're meant to kill. And so, but man, I've been made aware, aware of it being in ministry, you know, as I've uh, pastored other people and uh, aware of the own attacks and schemes toward me, my, my own flesh, right? I mean, just aware of my own weakness, um, but also of um, the evil one who wants to destroy myself and the church. So my family. And so those are a few thoughts. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I wrote a book uh, on uh, on my take on spiritual warfare. It was uh, it's my favorite book uh, because I had fun with it. I, I, I try to add some humor um, to lighten up the subject of spiritual warfare. But uh, it, it's my uh, my worst selling book. But uh, it's called The Devil and Dr. Sarks. Uh, you know, the word Sarks is uh, yeah. the uh, Greek word for flesh, yeah. but um, the idea of the world, the flesh and the devil. Um, and, and so in that book, what I talk about, and, and I, 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 I quote some, uh, 
Sun Tzu, you know, the, the art of war, the Chinese uh, uh-huh. famous general who wrote the art of war. Yeah. And he talked about the, the, the tactics of warfare, you know, is really about deception and, and discouragement and distraction. And, and like that's warfare tactics um, very rarely are, are direct um, in your face tactics he actually says mm-hmm. if you um sun Tzu says if you go um if you if you know your enemy is stronger than you you cannot attack them directly and in the same way we know that the bible tells us he who is in us is greater than he who is in the world the devil can't attack us directly he's going to lose right like he's not he cannot destroy he cannot take away our salvation he cannot take away the holy spirit we are secure in the father's hands so uh spiritual warfare to us is is different it comes it's not a direct attack mm-hmm. it, it is kind of diversionary discouragement distraction type type thing so deceptive so, right it's yeah, deceptive. yeah 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 and, and he 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 scares you he he makes you feel like oh my goodness this this thing it, you know is out there it's gonna get me um but it's like it's not real it's not real so so in um uh it's kind of, did you watch that new spider-man movie um yeah yeah, yeah, it's like that. It's like it's like the real Spider Man. <laughs> gonna it's ruin like the movie the, for someone else. Yeah, that's no, okay. 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 <laughs> no, do it, do right. it, ruin yeah, no, it, ruin it. Sorry, sorry. So, so, so I have uh, in the book. I talk about four um, of the devil's primary tactics of spiritual warfare that he uses on on people on christians and in particular he uses it on pastors so um i wanted to go over these four tactics and we could talk about them each individually and talk about okay you know ha- uh, explain them and see if you, uh, you experience these things okay um and we'll, um so i'll let me name them all four and then we'll take them one one at a time okay uh um and it's a little acronym it's uh or like I don't know if it's an acronym, but it's I-I-R-L, like I-R-L, like in real life, but two I's, I-I-R-L, okay? Um, the first one is increased temptation. Okay. Number two is irrational fears. Number three is relational conflict. Number four is life nuisances, right? So the first way that the, the devil attacks is increased temptation, you know? And this is how this is how I see it. Like, hey, if you're in ministry and you're doing well, um, you know, so so temptation, what temptation is, uh, it arises from the evil desires already in our heart. Mm -hmm. Right. It comes from within. And then there's an opportunity from outside, you know, uh, uh, between those two things. That's what temptation is. Mm -hmm. If I have this desire and there's no opportunity for it, then there's no temptation because I can't I can't do anything about it. But but. Temptation comes when the evil desire uh, of our heart, there's an opportunity that pops up. And without doubt, um, whenever you're going to do, you know, whenever you're about to do something big for God or an important, you know, thing in ministry that's coming up, there's going to be more opportunities for sin. God is, I mean, the, the devil is going to put that that forbidden fruit in front of you right mm-hmm. so increased temptation that's the mm-hmm. first uh, tactic what do you think about that um well you know um the first thing i i thought of was 
um, the idea of drunkenness. I was actually just having a conversation with someone about this. I, you know, you mentioned kind of the idea that there's, there's this weakness in us already, right? And it get, temptation comes and it's, there's this opportunity or I mean, almost what comes to mind is like stirring it up. Like, so if someone gets drunk, right, which the Bible is very clear, do not be drunk, right? Um, then I, people always want to say, hey, that wasn't me. That wasn't, you know, th- that wasn't the real me. That was the alcohol. It's like, wait a second, wait, you know, so what? Whether you get more, I don't know, like, you know, sexualized or you're you're very angry uh, or you're like an angry drunk or you're really happy. All that all it has done is sort of opened the vats. It's opened and the release valve to show the real you that's within. And so, I mean, so what I think when I when I hear you talk about that, if I mean, correct me if I, I mean, maybe this is like a different sub point or something but man that's the first thing that comes to mind when i think of temptations it's it's the temptation is the opportunity right these opportunities that, that show up but it actually shows this this stuff that's in our heart that's already there and some and some things are more present for us than other other issues and i for me it's always been real clear like alcohol being drunk this is where it will really expose someone's true self their true weakness and it was like what well, they try to blame it wasn't the alcohol no dude that that was you that was the real you that we just don't see anyway, anyway so tell me more team like what you mean i don't know if that like that was yeah. what i th- thought of yeah. right there just yeah so so um i agree with you and the idea is that um like whenever you know, you, you, you hear all these stories about guys like at the top of their, um, you know, uh, uh, ministries, uh, ministry leaders at the top yeah. of their influence. You're, you're trying not to sudden, say any names right now. I yeah, think, yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah. All okay. of a sudden just tank their ministry yeah. because of this one temptation. Either, either yeah. it's alcohol sure. or pride or it's sex or whatever. It's this yeah. thing that they probably always felt inside, but then the opportunity wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, and then, so all of a sudden the opportunity is there. Um, they can't handle it. And so yeah. I'm just saying, uh, be careful. Uh, and, and I used to always say this, I used to always say this. Um, and I, uh, and, and a lot of people, I used to feel like, Hey, I'm never going to fall into that sin. You know, I'm mm. not going to struggle with that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to have an affair temptation right? X, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But this is the thing. It's not like I have a lot of opportunities to have an affair because there's yeah. not, there's not all these, you know, these ladies throwing themselves at me, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a short pudgy guy with struggling, receding, extremely good looking past receding hairline. Right. So that's the thing. I'm not, yeah. Hey, like I drive a old Honda civic. I mean, I'm not like, you know, uh, you know, I, I don't have all those things. Right. So yeah. I, I was like, I don't struggle with that thing, but, but then I see like all these other people that I look up to. I was like, man, they're falling to that. And, and how, um, what if Mm -hmm. I did have the opportunity? What if the opportunity was there? Like maybe I'm, I'm not falling into it because there's no opportunity to fall into it. Right. But what if there was all this, you know, like, like, so I'm just saying, Mm -hmm. um, be careful of increased temptation that there'll be more opportunity 
um for for you yeah to you know so from from the evil one from from the the evil evil one one knows knows your weaknesses he knows your weaknesses and then if he wants to it's like if like if you want to catch fish like a good fisherman knows what what bait to put on the fish right Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah, dude totally hey you know what comes to mind look i i don't i never i think there was a season in my early christian life i didn't think of it quite this way but you know the evil one has been around a lot longer than me and he knows better than me. He's he's smarter. He's cunning. He has been observing way longer. He's a he's a, I mean he's a dangerous foe. You know. And I think I think the evil one, man. I think he created uh, Google. To, like he knows your search history, dude. Mm-hmm. Like he knows. <laughs> he knows right. everything. Yeah. Um. So it's it's crazy, right? So that's number one. Increased temptation. The second one is uh. I think this is what I'm going through right now is uh, irrational fears, irrational fears. So, so this is what happens. Um, uh, Another way the devil spiritual warfare, you know, he he uses spiritual warfare to tax it is to introduce irrational fears into our lives. Irrational fears are, are things that, that won't happen, but in your mind, like you start to fear things like what if God doesn't come through, you know, what if, um, you know, what if this happens? What if, uh, you know, we're, um, like I, I, I've heard of, uh, I had, a, I have a, a, a good friend, um, in the city as a pastor, um, a couple, a couple friends I know actually that as they were planting their churches, they went through, um, kind of a nervous breakdown and having dreams that they would die in the middle of the night and leave their family, right? So the thing about about irrational fear is that um, the the thing about irrational fear is that um, like okay, no, there, number one, there's no reason, right? There's no there's no rationality to it. But mm-hmm. it if you're afraid of these things. Guess what you're not doing? You're not praying. You're not. You're not. Mm-hmm. You're not studying. You're not meeting with your leaders. You're just afraid. You're not right? evangelizing. You're yeah, not, you're not yeah. doing all this. So, so irrational fear. It's just kind of one of these things that that throws you mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. Right. So, what do you think? Um. <clears throat> well, hey, remind me of that that subheading. So the first was uh, increased temptation. So the second one's second irrational one. fear. The second is irrational fear. Yeah. Um, hey, so, look for so for um, I, I can totally see that in my own life. I mean, just certain things maybe just set me off or frustrate me, you know. Um, or, or how about this? So, well, uh, like when you're planning the church, you know, you you're you're doing all this prep work. All of a sudden, you're like, "What if no one shows up?" Or yeah, what if we run out of money? What am I gonna do? Like, oh, totally. you know, I can't, I can't, I can't feed, I can't feed yeah. my kids. What if, you know, yeah. what if we can't raise this money or, yeah. you know, um, you know, right now, um, uh, it, you know, with me and, and, you know, my, my son is in boot camp in the Navy. He's yeah. just left. Um, I have these irrational fears. Like I have no reason, but I have all these, these fearful thoughts of, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm remembering, um, yeah. what, what, what's that, what's that movie with, uh, uh, private Gomer pile with the, with the yeah, uh, with the Marines, I, I know, you know what you're talking, talking about. about. Yeah, yeah. But he, Dude, he, we're getting old. We can't remember the title. What is that? Full Metal Jacket. Full Full Metal Jacket. Like I'm thinking, 
you know, I did you know someone ordering the cold red on my son and hitting him with uh with soap and you know soap <laughs> bars with with yeah, the, yeah. in their yeah. socks, right? Yeah, Ir- like yeah. irrational fears, right? Yeah. So I'm thinking all these things, and I'm worried. And guess what? Well, I'm not. I'm, I'm when I'm worried. Um, like I have to self medicate, and I gotta go watch. Uh, a Disney movie or I got to go read something. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, you know, just, just get my mind off of it. Um, yeah. So I'm not studying. Yeah. I'm not meeting yeah. with my leaders. Actually, I had some meetings that I canceled uh, because mm-hmm. I said, Hey, I'm not guys. I'm not in the right headspace. I, I, I got to cancel these meetings. Uh, I'm kind of worried right now for my son and yeah. I canceled some meetings and guess what I did instead? I took my youngest daughter. I mean, it's a nice day. Uh, I took her to a matinee show of uh, of uh, Aladdin, you know, uh, Aladdin yeah. movie that just came out. So, um, you know, I did that to get my mind off of my fears. Sure. And I canceled sure. a couple of ministry meetings that I was supposed to have with, you know, my, okay. my staff meeting and stuff. Um, based out of irrational fear, right? So, I'm yeah. telling you, I'm I'm living this real stuff here. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, dude. Well, you mentioned a couple of things that are just very present and real. Like I think all the time, especially for a church planter, you know, a non-established church, you know. Um, uh, wow, you know, well, will the money last? Uh, will people show up? All that kind of stuff. Like, will God it, come through? Really, it's will well, God come through? I know, I know, and it's it just feels terrible to even say that, but that like deep down, that's what it's all. You know, I was just reading in what was it Joshua and Judges. I mean, like over and over, he says, like, "Do not God's be like, afraid. Do not be afraid. <laughs> I'm going to go before you." And I'm like, "Man, okay, that's awesome." And he remembered, he, like what what he told Joshua. Joshua was there for all that stuff, right? He was like, "I, know. I am the person that brought know. you know Abraham yeah. and Isaac and Moses. Like you were there. Like yeah. you remember, you were there with the Egyptians. Yeah. It's like and don't, he, yeah. don't forget. Dude, he was like they were afraid, right? Uh, the other part of that that comes to mind, like you know, is just like yeah, yeah, dude. They would. It's be so natural to be afraid. Like you're gonna like, go into this this crazy horrific battle, and you know, just like. And, and God's saying, don't be afraid. And then they, it says very clearly that they did all that God commanded. I mean, it's yeah. amazing. Absolutely. But because, uh, uh, you know, um, a generation, I mean, you know, the other people were like, hey, we're, they're giants and we're like grasshoppers. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's how that's, but yeah. And they, they beat Jericho with torches and trumpets. Right. Yeah. They didn't have to raise a, you know, and they were just marching around like God had that thing. There was nothing to be afraid of, but yeah. people were afraid, right? So yeah. it's irrational. Just don't worship these false gods. This is the main thing. <laughs> um, oh my goodness. So yeah, um, uh, dude, uh, you know, hey, tell me more where you're coming from. Like you're, I mean, I, yeah. I, I mean, I, okay. those things are very real for me, but yeah. tell me more. Yeah. 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 Well, let's, let, let's move on and we'll, we'll try to put them all together. Okay. So number one is, ir- uh, increased temptation. Number two is irrational fears. Number three is relational conflict. Like I guarantee you any pastor out there right before you do like whatever your big, uh, outreach crusade, or you're planning a church right before the launch, someone is going to get mad at you your spouse is going to get upset at you. Your kids are going to say, dad, how come you, you know, you're going to, you're going to have some type of relational conflict right before um, a big event or an important, you know, 
uh, uh, ministry, you know, uh, uh, program, like uh, you're going to have relational conflict. And mm-hmm. the reason why Satan does that is it distracts you and it discourages you. Right. Yeah. So, so hey, how about I, when I, it happens? Go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say, you know, how about right on vacation? You know, I think every pastor, they go on vacation or they go, they set out to get some rest and there is always someone, uh, man, just spurred on by Satan to cause a problem for you. It's just amazing. Yeah. You see that over and over. Yeah. Anyway. And just real discourage. I mean, it just discourages you. It gets your eye off of, you know, like, like you're trying to do your best and then you find out someone's mad at you and it just, it just deflates you. Like even after, even after you do something real well, I mean, this is not, it's not a perfect illustration, but the idea, like one of my favorite stories is, is Elijah, you know, he had this huge victory, Mount Carmel, you know, 400, uh, 400 prophets of Baal, 450 prophets of Asherah, you know, fire comes down. It was like, you know, mm-hmm. the drought was ended and they, you know, we were served the Lord and all that stuff. Everyone's all excited. The very next day, he gets uh, he gets a little text message from Jezebel and says, "You know, yeah, uh, like 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 you're I'm gonna kill you. You know, uh, how I'm dare you, you do that? You know, it, you know, may the gods deal with me ever so severely if by this time tomorrow I do not make you your life like one of one one of the prophets. You know, you know, like you slaughtered my prophets, I'm gonna slaughter you, right?" Having just like he just had this huge victory and then he was reminded that one critic was upset at him and it threw him into a tailspin. He tucks his tail between his legs and he runs away to the desert praying that he God may take his life. He's just so discouraged because he thought finally is over. I had this huge victory and he finds out, yeah, there's still people mad at you. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, and and like, how many times do pastors get into that? Where like, ah, oh, man, that that event, that you know, uh, man, look at all these people who came for Easter. We had this decision, and and then you know, some some person comes up, hey, pastor, we're gonna leave the church because I think the music's too loud, and I didn't like, you know, you're like, oh my goodness, and it just it just distracts you, it deflates mm-hmm. you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's not yeah. a direct attack. Yeah, no, totally. That's not. Yeah, it's not like a huge deal, but it's like, oh man, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So have you have you have you experienced that? Um, you know, I know for for uh, how about this? Absolutely, um, I have. Have I like absolutely. like like going going um uh on the way to church um arguing with your with your spouse or yelling at your kids, mm-hmm. right? Like, like, uh, it's like the devil knows that, um, maybe like, like you, you got the sermon that's all prepared all week long. The sermon is like going to be, you know, you've been praying over it. You're filled with the spirit and you're, everything's on point. How, how is he going to trip you up? Right. Mm-hmm. He's going to trip you up by one of like getting one of your teenagers in the backseat of that car saying something to you 10 minutes before you arrive at the church where you're mad and there's conflict and it just throws you off and like it sabotages the whole thing because you're not in the right mental space. Right. So that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Like, like, man, we got a smart enemy. He, he knows how to get to us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. No, no, I, I, I agree with you. I mean, uh, do you want me to address this, uh, like a particular one? But no, man, I've experienced all that. I mean, it's a- everywhere from, from family uh, disruption or, or uh, just, just, you know, someone kind of loses it or there's something going on with people in the church um, yeah, yeah. that you got to deal with. Or, or how about this? You know, just sometimes you just got to fix something. You've got to, you, you're always, you're always chasing after something in the church. You're, you know, you got to fix, and they're not even necessarily sin or wrong. It's just, there's things to fix, you know, and they, they're going to take time. And, um, and you, you know, through that, you can have some irrational fears that come up with that for sure. And maybe like, how else could I put it? Like, like, uh, inappropriate, well, maybe that's too strong. Yeah. Like inappropriate anxiety, you know? It's just like, man, you know, the church goes on, like it shouldn't give you a heart attack, you know, although um, to make things happen, man, you've got to, you've got to care enough to, to put, you know, yep. a lot into it to make it happen, especially, especially in the beginning, because there's just, there's not, there's not a machine going at this point, you know, you're building, you're building things and you're fixing some things and, you know, and on and on. You know, it's a few steps forward and um, a couple steps back along the way. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, let me get but, to number um, four, and then we'll we'll, yeah. we'll we'll see which one of these is most relevant, and we'll talk about maybe some solutions or something. Okay. So, so All okay. Right. The fourth one is life nuisances, right? Um, so, life nuisances. It, this is probably the smallest, but it's, it it um, it's very effective, and it distracts you. Like when I was planting the church, it's crazy. Um, I had uh, on the week before we were launching, I had like three to four flat tires on the same week, right? Um, a friend of mine who I coached them when he was planting his church, um, uh, as they were planting, he had six team members at his church had minor car accidents in the same week. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's like, is it a big deal? Like, uh, um, um, getting a flat tire, is it a big deal? Um, getting a minor, like, it's not like, is you know, but guess what? It's a, it's a life nuisance. Just recently, man, it's crazy. Um, I had this little water leak that ended up flooding our our house. We had to get all this stuff. Um, you know, it, it, no, no one's life was threatened, and the insurance covered everything, but. You know, we had to remove the, the the floor and, you know, fix some of the drywall. Just little life nuisances, right? But guess mm-hmm. what? Guess what? If I'm having to go to just tires every other day or if I have to go to, you know, talk to my insurance agent about getting a, you know, a refund or whatever, getting them to, to, uh, mm-hmm. to reimburse me for this expense, guess what I'm not doing? And guess what I'm not thinking about? I'm not thinking about the church. I'm not thinking about the kingdom of God. It's just things that are life that, that it just takes up space that is distracting and is discouraging. So life nuisances. Now I guarantee yeah. that when you're trying to do something big for, for the kingdom, there's going to be these little life nuisances to, to pop out. Right. So th- those are the four. So um, this is what I want to ask you. And uh, um, like, if these are the four primary tactics that the enemy uses in spiritual warfare, like uh, like how can how can understanding these um, tactics 
help us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, can you say them one more time? Increased temptation, irrational fears, relational conflict, and life nuisances. Okay, and your question is, hey, how how can this how, uh, how can knowing like just having you know having these categories, right? Yeah, yeah, man, you, you know, um, uh, it's hard to show someone until they get some experience with some of these issues in real life ministry. Uh, you know, um, may, you know, you it's making me think gosh, of the importance of like mentorship and even like, you know, people like that are going into maybe, maybe the pastorate or the senior pastorate in particular to be serving in a church, hanging out with a pastor, getting the opportunity to actually have those things happen within sort of the, with the, the safety, if you will, of, uh, of the church and other eldership. Uh, how helpful that is along with being aware of it because it's really hard to show, demonstrate these things until people actually start experiencing them, you know, from, from life. I mean, you know, what comes to mind is that just the, the importance of someone not being a novice, a novice to be in, in order to be an elder, how important that is. And I think that happens actually within, you know, you know, community of learning the call, the, certainly the call, but also, but also, um, like growing through those things um, with others, you know, um, if that makes sense, man. But I, I mean, I, that would, that's, I find that to be very helpful though. I, I that's really, man, I don't know. That's encouraging me just to kind of think about them categorically. Cause usually if you're, if you're just excited to, you know, whatever, to go into ministry or to plant a church, depending on your, your, your background too. I mean, if you've been kind of, you know, been through some battles, you know, you, you know, you're aware of what's to come. Yeah. It's not your first rodeo. And that's the way it should be. It should not be your first rodeo at all, I don't think. Um, but, um, um, but yeah, you know, I, I think, uh, I mean, that's where, yeah. And I just go back to that, that whole issue of, of just learning, learning from learning, yeah. going through it and, and then learning, processing that in the local church, Yeah, you know, yeah. before you're just on your own. So, because uh, uh, man, I, I think you can have a uh, development. Your development can be really uh, undermined, you know. Um, yeah. I mean, really good men have made have have fallen. Yeah. And I and I and yeah. Anyway. So so, um, if if we saw uh, spiritual warfare in an overt way, like like demon demonic activity in front of your face like how would you respond to that um you 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 would poop your pants you poop your pants for a little bit right and then you would call a prayer meeting probably yeah i mean (laughs) absolutely well the first thought is like hey man jesus is is bigger you know it's my first my first go-to thought you know, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean on your understanding, always acknowledge him and he'll make your past. Yeah. I mean, that's what comes to mind, but it's terrifying. Yeah. I mean, to see, so, so you know, what, the... what, what, what I'm getting at is this, like, like we know spiritual warfare is real, right? Yeah. If the devil poof right now appeared in your office or showed up, you know, like in a physical form or there's all these like overt demonic activity in your church. You're like, Hey, we got to fast. We got to pray because spiritual warfare, we're experiencing spiritual warfare. Right? So it says that we battle not against flesh and blood, but we battle against these spiritual forces. Right. So it's spiritual warfare. 
But what I'm saying is this. Satan is smarter than that. He doesn't attack us overtly because he knows that if, if he attacks us overtly, we're going we're gonna to use the weapon of prayer. Right. He's is and it says having done all to stand, you know, you got to you, you, you use the weapon, of, you know, you pray. Um, yeah. And and but um, if the 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 deceitfulness of these tactics that I'm talking about is it seems so subtle. It doesn't seem like spiritual warfare, but it has the same effect effectiveness of stopping you from doing God's kingdom work. Right. If you're having relational conflict, if Satan's there whispering stuff in your ear and whispering stuff in your spouse's ear or your kids and there's relational conflict, it has the same result as, as you know, it, it it's as effective. And the, mm-hmm. the fact is, if we don't see it as spiritual warfare, we will not respond to it as spiritual warfare mm-hmm. and we won't get on our knees to pray and 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 fast. You know, you're like. Um, life nuisances. I was like, oh, well, it's just little things. I'm just, you know, I got a flat tire. I got, it's like, no, no. Satan's messing with us because he knows that we're trying to do something important right now. So let's get down and down on our knees to pray. Right. Yeah. Irrational yeah. fears. Like, oh, no, I'm just worried. It's like, no, no. Like, um, someone introduced that to you, uh, you know, or in, there's more temptation. Like, I'm just saying, um, these categories, what I, I'm trying to encourage pastors is, to notice when you notice these things treat it as overt spiritual warfare and Mm -hmm. use the spirit like if it's spiritual warfare you need to use spiritual weapons put on the full armor of god you gotta fast and pray and um yeah you gotta expect it you gotta expect the enemy is going to attack in these ways right so that's what Mm -hmm. i would encourage people yeah that's good man that's good i'd agree with that yeah it's good Hey, man. you gotta buy my book, man. You gotta buy my book. Ninety nine cents right now. Uh, Ninety nine cents. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, a good deal, man. Ninety nine cents Amazon? right now. Amazon for the Kindle version, right? So uh, the devil and Doctor Sar- and Doctor Sarks. Oh, yeah, dude. I like, man. I I like that title, dude. That is pretty sweet. Um, <laughs> you just see the cover. I designed the cover myself, and I um, I uh, I I I, I copied a C.S. Lewis's uh, screw tape letters on the cover yeah <laughs> it's a design yeah. it's a design uh uh inspiration but That's anyways awesome. hey, hey i gotta tell you like look I, I mean i've got like a flood of thoughts but I, and i'm not going to get them all out for the for about, this episode but about spiritual I mean, warfare or about what yeah about spiritual warfare this? but like i was thinking i was thinking of the the nuisances in particular like yeah. uh life nuisances man uh there was a while back where um um hey look money's tight for us it it is tight we're you know we we don't you know uh the church does the best they can but we we just don't make enough you know when it comes down to it and so um the everything was just hitting everything every car was breaking um it's just thousands of dollars just insanity i mean you just like you know for some people it's not a big deal you just write a you know he's whatever your, your credit card is or whatever. It's, it's just a small part of your kids budget. need braces, dude. And yeah, you know, for us, it was like, not even a, like it was a need. Like I remember the dentist, the, you know, leaning over to, you know, tomorrow. It's like, Hey, look, look, mom, look at your kid's teeth, mom. This is, <laughs> this is not, this is a need. This isn't, you know, forget like, Oh, you know, this is secondary. They, they, you know, they, their jaw needs to work properly. And I was like, Oh my goodness, dude. 
And I'm like, <laughs> and it was true, <laughs> you know, all that stuff. So, like, yeah, so this I'm, is the yeah. thing. It's a life nuisance. Um, uh, it, it, life nuisances, it'll grow into an irrational fear. Oh, what if, what if God never comes through? What if, you know, you start to worry about it. It causes relational yeah. conflict. You start to get upset at the kids for, for, Hey, how come I, you know, the, about little things around because you're upset about money or you argue oh, with your wife and exactly. you're like, Hey, that, that, uh, you know, Hey, you, you cracked your iPhone again. Um, you know, yeah, yeah. and you get mad there's at no them problem. and then yeah. there's, you know, whatever increase you, you try to self-medicate with, uh, increased temptation. And it's just like, it starts with one thing and guess what we're not doing. We're not praying and who's yeah. winning. We're not praying. We're not doing the the work of god when we're dealing, dealing with these the things word. and yeah. the devil is smiling he says i got you i got yeah. you and it started with dang stinking braces right? totally absolutely absolutely you know so yep exactly knife life nuisances those are those are big ones oh man they just come up like crazy too yeah. um i i remember well anyway yeah I don't think I don't know if you have anything else, but that that was more yeah. We, uh, we 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 um uh. So, anyways, yeah, we should wrap it up. We we're going a little long already. So, um, increase uh spiritual warfare. My seventh advice for pastors, struggling pastors, or new pastors is be ready for spiritual warfare. It is going. It is coming your way, and it's going to take the these different forms: increased temptation, irrational fears, relational conflict, and life nuisances. And when you start f- feeling those things coming your way, respond to it as spiritual warfare. Direct spiritual attacks. Get on your knees and pray, uh, and just ask God for help. Okay. So, uh, listeners out there, love to hear your thoughts on this. Like, uh, what do you think about? Uh, uh, my list of uh, spiritual warfare tactics that the devil uses against you. Um, maybe the question I love to hear is which one do you experience? Um, like which one have you experienced lately? Okay. You could uh, connect with us on our website, uh, strugglingpastors.com. Um, Israel, thank you for uh, uh, the conversation once again. And uh, you got anything else to, to add? That's it, man. Okay. We'll talk. We'll talk next time. Thanks, Israel. All right, later.